Good morning, good morning, my friends. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. Oh, this morning's subject. Okay, guys, you got to start sharing right away, okay? I'm actually going to do a share directly to my son as I'm speaking to you. And him, I got to send by text. You know, there's different people. You got to use different means of sharing, right? So for him, it's got to be by text. And... The question is, will your dream benefit others? Will your dream benefit others? So welcome to the podcast. My name is Maria Mariano, 41 years in multi-level marketing business. Hope you already shared because the intro is very, very important, especially if you're, you are in a multi-level marketing business or you know what, if you're selling anything. So yesterday I have uh, Ricky that wants to talk about the new, um, Oh, what is it called in English, Melanie Miller? The garde ingrédients, uh, ingredients. Can't hear anybody. Anyways, we we have these containers, right? Okay, and I, I, I intervene. I intervene, and I say, yeah, but why? This is before reading last night's uh, chapter, and I say to Ricky, but why am I going to buy that? And it's all about the why. If it's not going to improve somebody's life, forget it. We, we shouldn't be doing it, right? And that's what I'm saying to Ricky. That's even before we read the chapter, does my dream benefit others? And then I shared with her that those came out because people didn't have pantries back in the days. They had a broom closet, but there was no such thing as pantry. People basically did their groceries day by day. You know, back in the, in the 50s, there was no such thing as my huge freezer. There was no such thing as Costco. You know, you went in, you needed two tomatoes, you bought two tomatoes. So our, our ingredients keeper, whatever they're called, they, they were serving a purpose to um, occupy space in the air. So that would maximize your, your, your counter space, right? And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I was sharing with her, you know, it allows people to store their dried ingredients whatever, without ever throwing them out uh, and maximize the space. You're protecting the environment when you have all the ingredients you need. You're going to make that apple crumble instead of going out and buying it. And, you know, I'm giving her the spiel before she goes live, right? about the why you know we have glasses don't, don't talk about glasses it has a nice cover i said no it's it's about eliminating the single you know uh apple boxes that we put in the, in the lunch box and i'm giving her the whole spill so then she does her live and she's flabbergasted because within 30 minutes she has like three people that want to join you know today Last night, we, we, we read the chapter and I said, oh my God, we're so aligned because the majority of you here, 99.9, .9, you're with me in my multi-level marketing business. You know, this podcast is actually for us, right? So I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm feel comfortable sharing this, even if, you know, not everybody is Tupperware anyways. And, and I said to myself, the moment we lose ourselves, where the goal becomes how much that I sell and not how many people I have helped, then it's a short-lived career. You know, as long as I'm here and I'm very competitive with myself, I am very, very competitive. Like I always have um, lived my life with profit on personal sales. I have never, ever touched my my director bonus. Like you have to understand I'm very driven, but never would I sell you a Tupperware can opener if your pantry is not done. 
I, I would literally, I'm really Italian. I'm loud mouth and I don't mind my business. So I would say to you, Manik, Manik, wait a second. I see a can opener. Is your refrigerator done? No, take it off, get, get some fridge smart. And if, and then you would say, Oh, can I get the can opener, Maria? I say, wait, wait, wait. Is your pantry done? No, take it off, get some modulars. And then Monique, you would tell me, Oh, my pantry's done. And then I would say, Is, is your freezer mates done? No, take it off. You know, I'm very bossy like that because the success of other people is very important to me. And I want to be able to have a, an impact, uh, you know, through the, the job, the, the career I've chosen to really make a difference in people's lives. And it's always, you know, it always warms my heart when now I meet the children of my customers who are 30, 32, 35, you know, and they're saying to me, you know, Maria, that macaroni pitch, pitch, we used to call it. My mom taught me how to do it when I was five and six, and now I'm doing it, my kids, and I'm going, first, God, I'm old. <laughs> You know, when you get these stories, you get a shock, right? Uh, but more importantly, I realized, you know, my in my own little way, yes, I know I'm having an impact. So today, before we move on in the podcast, just remember, let's not lose ourselves with um, comp being competitive in the wrong field. I am, be competitive, but always remember for the right reason, because the more I grow my sales, the more I grow my org, organization, whatever, that means I'm helping a lot of people out. I don't want to recruit because I want X number of recruits. I want to recruit because I want to give people an opportunity to equip themselves at a little lesser price. And if they want to make money with me, then let's make money. You understand? There's always that why behind it. Promoting director is the same thing. So we ask ourselves, does my dream benefit others? You see, the question goes beyond our personal aspiration. If we have the opportunity to lead an extraordinary life, we have no right to keep it to ourselves. And this is why I always keep telling you guys, what are your natural gifts that you've been given? It is your job, it is your duty to share them. Our dreams, our talents, and our passions are meant to be shared with the world. They are meant to benefit others and make a positive impact on the world around us. Today, we ask ourselves the question, if we truly want to put our dreams to the test to, to measure whether it is a dream worth dedicating our whole life to, you know, you're doing this chapter and it's 41 years on the same job. This is a heavy duty question. Can you imagine if I answered no? I'd be depressed. I'd be going to the Douglas with pills. The Douglas is an insanity uh, hospital here, right? Okay. Uh, you know, and if it is something that will help others, and thank God my answer was yes, yes, yes. Otherwise, I was going to be depression. Forget it. I was going to close everything today, right? Is my dream a force for good in the world? And if it brings joy, comfort, or hope to others, then I have to go full-heartedly in what I'm doing. No dream is too big or too small to make a difference. So don't tell me, yeah, but you just found Tupperware. Well, I empower a lot of people, and a little bit at a time, but a lot more people than a doctor can impact. Okay, so don't underestimate, you know, what you are doing. It has value. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too big. We need each other no matter what. Every dream has the potential to inspire, to change lives, and to make the world a better place. Today, Dr. Melanie Miller, and I said to Melanie again yesterday, thank God you came back, the electricity. There's no way 
I wouldn't be able, not, not even you, Marie Pierre, where we're so dry, right? You, you need that beautiful English side, right? Where you take a story, a true story, and you illustrate it in, in the way that inspires us. And Melanie Miller, there's nobody that does that better than Melanie Miller. And Marie Pierre, of course, she's our astronaut. She's going to pound us with the questions. And I already heard them this morning. I can't wait to add them to my, uh, my repertoire of, uh, things to say on Wednesday night speeches, right? <laughs> That's where it comes from. So I want you to think about it. All great leaders and visionaries of our time had a dream that was bigger than themselves, a dream to make this world a better world in their own little or big way, okay? Yes, life without purpose is absolutely meaningless. There's no reason for me. I, you know, again, this weekend, Easter, I just have to tell you, my brother says to me, so when are you going to retire as if you need to work? And I said to myself, my gosh, somebody like me that has nowhere to go in the morning, you know how many people's lives I'd make miserable? <laughs> my family is so fortunate that I'm freaking busy. You know, I, I'm telling you. Okay. So first of all, I want to, I want to again, encourage you to go on the group, the millionaire of the diamonds, Jacqueline. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the great content. I don't know if you had time to at least go listen to the one with, um, oh, I always forgot his name. Anyways, you, you know what I mean? Go on it. Um, lives, 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 guys, go do your lives, personal, um, um, story, something that, you know, you had a revelation. This is a fun group. Marie-France Dupin, thank you. Lise, thank you. All, everything you're sharing just empowers everybody else, right? And the warm welcomes, the world warm welcomes on Podbeam, on, on Zoom, on, on Facebook. This is what is making our community grow. So once again, thank you for joining us today. With no further ado, I'll leave you in the hands of Melanie Miller. Thank you, Maria. Good morning, everybody. So, um, when we think back over history, there are many names that come to mind and we know that those people are people that made their lives significant. But maybe one name you haven't heard of, or perhaps you have if you saw the, the movie Amazing Grace, is a story about a person who ex exhibited two extremes of behavior. He exhibited the absolute selfishness of the young and the total dedication of making his life significant as he got older. And his name is William Wilberforce. He was born in 1759 in England at a time when the British slave trade was in full operation in the world and much of Britain's economy depended on it. His parents died when he was young and he went to live with a religious aunt and uncle. He became aware of the slave trade at about the age of 11 when he met a man called John Newton. Newton was a former captain of a slave trade ship and he had repented his life and he had become a, um, an Anglican priest. The impact of meeting John Newton at that time did not really um, have much significance to Wilberforce until he was much uh, older. Now, Wilberforce was a bit of a dilettante, I suppose you could say. He was young, he was attractive, he was uh, eloquent, he told a lot of jokes. 
um, but he wasn't really much of a hard worker. So when he went to Cambridge, like he managed to get through, but that was it. He spent most of his time entertaining people rather than working. But at the age of 20, he suddenly got this idea that he wanted to go and be in Parliament. So uh, after a campaign where basically his rhetorical speech and his money managed to get him into Parliament, he joined as a member of Parliament in England at the age of 21 and two weeks old, which I'm sure you'll agree is very, very young to be a, an MP. He quickly became popular with his peers. He was entertaining. He was an amazing speaker. He was uh, invited to all the right places. But at the age of 20, and, and at the age of 24, he was called the wittiest man in England. And he really, you know the expression, the world can be is your oyster? Well, he could be that person. He could be the person who could do anything. But he didn't have a direction. He was directionless. He didn't have a purpose. And so what was he going to do? Waste his whole life? Anyway, in 1784, at the age of 25, he started to explore his religious faith. He experienced something he called the great change. And he started to think about things bigger than him. He wanted to help the poor of England. He wanted to address many of the social problems, um, alcoholism, lack of education, crime, public executions, animal cruelty. And later he came upon something which impassioned him for the rest of his life, which was the abolition of slavery. Slavery has been present in the world since humanity has been in the world. But in the 16th and 17th centuries, it was particularly brutal and bad. England was at the center of its existence. Ships filled with goods would sail across to Africa. They would down, download all their goods there, and then they would spend time cruising up and down the coasts, kidnapping or picking up kidnapped men, women, and children. Little black people who were shoved into the hold of a boat as if they were just another Con, an, another piece of trade. They were piled high sometimes. The captain would not leave the environment until the hold was full of chained human beings. And then they would make the horrible journey across the Atlantic Ocean to arrive in the West Indies. And then these poor people were sold. They were sold and put to work on sugar plantations, and some of them were shipped further on to the Americas, where we know that the slave trade continued there for many years too. It was an abhorrent practice. And unfortunately, most people in England had no idea that this was going on. When Wilberforce became aware of it, he decided to dedicate his life to the abolition of the slave trade. He saw it as his purpose for living. He now had a purpose. 
he was able to channel, channel his amazing talents into getting people behind him to go on this crusade to abolish slavery. In 1787, he started his campaign. He believed that if people knew what he knew, if they knew how horrible it was, if they knew how people were treated, human beings were treated, that they would get behind him. But unfortunately, um, even when he did his first speech, which contained these words, so much misery condensed in so little room is more than the human imagination has ever conceived. So enormous, so dreadful, so irredeemable did its wickedness appear that my own mind was completely made up for the abolition. A trade founded in iniquity and carried on as this was, must be abolished. Let the price be what it might, let the consequences be what they would. I, from this time, determined that I would never rest till I had secured its abolition. Now, this speech was part of the speech, but unfortunately, it was defeated in Parliament uh, and he, he couldn't get the bill passed. Wilberforce and his friends said, okay, we can't get the parliament to go, but let's inform England. Let's let them know what's going on. So there were drawings and engravings done depicting young children and women stacked up in the bottom of the boat. There were songs written against savory. There were essays published. So much work was done to inform the people and the informed people did not like it. They wanted to get rid of slavery, but Wilberforce could not get the parliament to change. And he worked for 20 years from 1787 to 1807. He presented the bill for abolition 11 times and 11 times it was defeated. He might've given up except for the encouragement of people around him like John Wesley who wrote on his deathbed a letter to Wilberforce encouraging him to um, su keep supporting this um, campaign. And part of his letter says, reading this morning a tract wrote by a poor African, I was particularly struck by that circumstance that a man who has a black skin being wronged or outraged by a white man can have no redress it being a law in our colonies that the oath of a black against a white goes for nothing. What villainy is this? That he who has guided you from youth up may continue to strengthen you in this and all things is the prayer of, is the prayer of dear sir, your affectionate servant, John Wesley. And so inspired by the letter from John Wesley, finally, Wilberforce, he continued to work, and in February 23rd, 1807, the Slave Trade Act was passed in Parliament by um, a vote of 283 to 16. It took another 20 years for that act to be abolished and to be accepted in the whole of the rest of the British colony and three year, colonies, 
uh, in three three days after it was abolished, uh, William Wilberforce died. The thing about Wilberforce is his impact on the world is significant. Sure, he helped the slave people, but his work had a much greater implication. We had suddenly entered a world in which we would never again ask whether it was our responsibility as a society to help the poor and suffering. We would only quibble about once this idea was loosed upon the world, the world changed. Slavery and slave trade would soon be largely abolished, but many lesser social evils would be abolished too. For the first time in history, groups sprang up for every possible social cause. Wilberforce's impact on the world is he made us socially aware. So now I'm going to pass over to Mary Pierre. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. And when we hear a story like that, after that you say, hmm, my dream maybe is not that bigger. <laughs> But don't worry, that doesn't mean that you cannot, that others cannot benefit from your dream. So can you answer yet to the significance question, does my dream benefit others? So is it possible uh, that you have a dream that is worthy of your effort if it, not, it does not benefit anyone but yourself? Not really. To have a dream worth dedicating your life, you must answer yes to that significance question. Okay, we have a frozen Mary Pierre. <laughs> so, uh, so Maria, I believe that what we need to do is talk about whether your I dream is. Zoom just closed. Oh, she's can you back. still hear me on Podbean? Can... <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can hear yes. you on. <laughs> okay, my Zoom is coming back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My Zoom is coming back. Good. <laughs> okay, so yes, the first step to answer this question is to know your starting point. So we'll do the test. It's 10 uh, assessment that you can answer from 0 to 10 if uh, each statement is uh, uh, what represents your current life. So again, not what you think you should answer or you hope to be someday, but your current life now. So zero is no and 10 is yes. So let's start with those uh, statements. So number one, I can honestly say that the pursuit of my dream allows me to be engaged in a cause that is greater than myself. So from zero to 10. Number two, I can name specific people other than myself who will benefit if my dream is realized. Number three, even if the entire dream is not accomplished, others will be helped along the way. Number four, I am working to build a team of like-minded people to accomplish my dream. Number five, what I'm doing to achieve my dream will matter in five, 20, or 100 years. 
Number six, the people who help me achieve my dream benefit from the pursuit of my dream. Number seven, other people can honestly say that my dream is bigger than myself. Number eight, my dreams bring me life meaning because it's greater than myself. Number nine, I feel that what I learn every day in the pursuit of my dream allow me to make a difference and a contribution to the world. And number 10, I feel energized every day in the pursuit of my dream because my dream is aligned with my value and my purpose. So when you answer those 10, it will give you a score out of 100. So add your score and calculate your total. So if you are 91 to 100, yes, you are well on your way. The odds are very high that you will achieve your dream. If you are between 81 and 90, you will need to do some work, but you are headed in the right direction. If you are between 71 and 80, you need to make changes if you want to achieve your dream. And 70 or below, yes, you have a long way to go, but don't worry, it's something that you can learn always. So you just now know your starting point. So now in the next week or maybe in the next month, maybe just during the weekend, you will need to spend time to just reflect on this question and write and make sure that you uh, really understand the significance question. So of course, we'll continue next week in the podcast. But just to start, I have 10 questions for you just to start your reflection. So question number one is why do you want to accomplish this dream? Number two, does your dream reflect a desire in for survival, success, or significance? Number three, will the fulfillment of your dream have a direct benefit for others? And if so, how? Number four, will the pursuit of your dream benefit the people who help you accomplish it? And if so, how? Number five, how can you shift or expand your dream so that it significantly benefits others and not just yourself? Number six, how often do you learn something new so that you can help others? Number seven, how will the accomplishment of your dream matter in five, 10 or 50 years? Number eight, how can you make your dream have a longer lasting impact? Number nine, how is your dream part of a cause greater than yourself? And number 10, what would happen to others if you were unable to achieve your dream? So I know those questions are not easy to answer. It's not something that you can answer now in the chat. It's something that you need to reflect on it. So yes, it will take some time, but take the time to read it and reread it, those questions, because sometimes you don't have an answer now, but don't worry, your mind is always working on answering those questions, even if you don't realize it. And the next time that you will read this question, maybe you will have an answer, maybe it will take another time and another time, but don't worry, it will uh, reflect in your subconscious mind, even if you don't realize it. So I hope you 
understand where we're going with that last chapter and we'll continue last uh, uh, next week <laughs> thank you marie pierre uh, you see i can get the questions downstairs on the photocopier mm? so next time you freeze i have the document ha 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 thank you marie pierre so go out there in closing go out there and pursue your dreams with purpose and passion and, and don't ever think that your pursuit of your dream is too small or insignificant to have an impact on the world. Absolutely, absolutely. If I am to die and be reborn again, I wish that my cause would be big enough that I'd be willing to die for it, like Martin Luther King. No, I'm not willing to die for my cause of Tupperware. Of course not, right? Helping families. But in my own little way, in our own little way, do not underestimate the value as you're answering the questions because sometimes this little, little thing we're doing, which seems maybe to people that don't understand insignificant, but how many lives do we empower by helping them take back control of their kitchens for me, okay, and for my people that are in my sales force? And how many people have we changed their financial legacy because of their, their, their because they, they have joined us even for a short while? They understood how to make money count, how to rub that nickel until it turned into $5. And it's for life. It's for life. So do not, as you answered the question, do not ever think, oh, this is too small. Okay. Remember that you are not just fulfilling your own aspiration, but making this world a better world. No matter, even if it is just with your smile and with your enthusiasm and with your bon humeur, good humor. Okay. Our purpose at the end of the day is to leave a positive impact. That's it. That's all. For my Anglos, we'll see each other at the SFL tomorrow morning. Whoop, whoop. All right. Very excited. Have a great weekend. And yes, go through the question. Do like me, print. The young kids, okay, do like Marie-Pia. But I need my paper. Print and, and work on yourself. Work in yourself. Always ask yourself, what, who, who? No. What person do I have to become to achieve my next level of success? It has nothing to do with, I can't get there. No, 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 no. I have to become another person to climb the next level. Love you guys again. And Melanie Miller, my God, my God, my God. Anybody else get emotional like me? Thank God I didn't have to talk right after, all right? It was spectacular delivery. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.